we're live and that was on there all right <laughs> um yeah I, I, we were just talking about 3d printers and i was i'm amazed at how quickly 3d printers have become like consumer um how quickly consumer grade printers have become like pretty good and really cheap oh yeah yeah we were looking into some stats just for like future stuff and whatnot and uh, I really can't remember any of the stats, but I think it was something like in 10 years from now, software for 3D printing is going to be like a $100 billion uh, industry. Like, it's going to be insane. Wow. Um, and this year alone, I think they've they've shipped like 28 million 3D printers, basically. Like, it's um, yeah. becoming way Man. more of a of a accessible thing. And, like, uh, they're teaching it, like, in school and stuff, which is really exciting. Um, mm hmm you know, so I'm I'm pretty pumped that we're kind of at the forefront of uh, of this technology. Yeah, I remember when like uh, would have been like second year engineering, mm -hmm. um, maybe third year actually. So like not that long ago, like I don't know, like five years ago, six years ago. Um, the 3D printer that, or like one of the 3D printers that our school had, the engineering school had. Uh, I, I remember the technician like showing me. He was like, "Look, we can print chain, like uh, like not metal, like piece. plastic yeah. chain in one piece." And he's like, "This is like this is crazy that we can mm -hmm. do this." And I was like, and "How much was this printer?" He was like, oh, "About five hundred thousand dollars." Yeah, I was like, "Whoa, damn, that's expensive. That's, that's really probably cool. You can... like eight hundred dollars now." Probably like three hundred dollars now. Yeah. I can make a fucking chain. <laughs> like yeah. it didn't look that good. Right. <laughs> like it's just crazy where we're at now. And dude, we so we just bought ten more uh, Ender Sixes. Yeah. So like our shop, man. Uh, it's gonna look so cool in like the next two three weeks when they get everything in and like, uh, cause it's cause right now it's kind of like a ragtag system. We've got like si uh, six Ender Sixes, then we've got mm -hmm. like a couple of Ender Threes up top, and then we got like some random other small printers and whatever and. Once we like all in uniform, uniform, it's like boop, 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 boop. it's gonna like ah, I can't wait to see what it what it actually like. I don't know when it's producing all that stuff. Um, yeah, it's it's gonna be pretty sweet. Next time we come by, like, and that's one thing that's been so cool about like having the office and stuff. Because before it was all in his basement, um, but now that we have this office, it's just like like I've been any at any time somebody wants to like come by, I'm just like, dude, come by. Like, I'll show you how this works and like educate people and be like, man look at like what people because people don't understand that chaining that how it's built in one piece right everybody still thinks it's like oh you guys assemble this like no like we yeah it's one thing and they're just like i can't comprehend that and i was like neither could it's i a little, for a long time yeah <laughs> no it's really yeah. exciting it's really neat and that yeah you just have this army of machines making everything for you yeah it's like our children basically that's what we yeah. call them little children but it's not all uh, like it's they're not the easiest things to kind of get a handle on. Like we definitely still have when we first started um, this dude, he told me he's like, oh, man, like we got, uh, you know, you know, like they they run pretty much all the time. Like there's really no downtime and whatnot. But, you know, it's pretty apparent that like certain things mess up and you got to like take them apart and like rebuild them or whatever. Oh, yeah. So, um, it's not no, I mean, all, like perfect, but it's pretty damn good. Like like when I print stuff in my lab, I still like definitely sometimes it takes a few tries to get something exactly like i need it yeah um so i can imagine if you have like a bunch of machines there's going to be something going wrong probably 
pretty constantly. Yeah. <laughs> like one machine kind of fucking up all the time. Yeah, and you got to like always check the first layer too, right? Make sure like the yeah the, uh, stuff is all Make like sure it's sticking good properly. And, yeah, sticking yeah. and whatnot. And I'm still not really good at noticing when it's wrong. Like, so I still got a couple because like now that it's in the office, um, it's not at his house, and so like everybody's kind of responsible for running the printers and so you know I'm, i gotta like figure mm -hmm. out more properly how to detect when it kind of messes up because it's you know there's a couple prints that i ran that, that uh messed up and it's like ah shit like those are the ones that you, mm -hmm. you run before you leave the office for the night and then you come back and they're just it's a big mess spider web <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah luckily it's pretty easy to clean regardless but yeah um one uh one thing that like took me forever to like really get down was just how close it has to be to the stage right to get that proper squish right right yeah because i was just like no nah, you want it to be like like you want the layers to be like i don't know i i just i didn't re like it took me so long to really believe how <laughs> close it needs to be yeah yeah cause and, if, uh, you, if you have it too far then it just raises up way too much and it's just not well, it just ends up like you you have like a drop yeah. as it's or or you you actually get like a like almost like a hor uh, like a like a cylindrical yeah yeah bit like, a, like, a, like a log <laughs> filament yeah. yeah exactly it's like you're stacking logs yeah instead of as opposed to like squishing layers yeah. together and we've got that pretty so, much nailed down it's it's mostly just because that's all in the G code or the firmware rather he like lowers it and mostly your, it's just uh, like bed stuff that we have to do yeah I was gonna say does your do you, you you the enders don't have auto leveling do they um what do you mean by that like they don't do all the leveling themselves no, like, like, like we, you have, we you have, have to the, adjust the little nozzle, things right? yeah i think in some of the firmware like you just tell how much lower the nozzle is going to go but at the end of the day like you you're still responsible for like manually twisting and turning like you can mm -hmm. raise each corner up or whatever right right um because yeah like one of the prints i had was like the, the nozzle was too too close so it was like skipping mm -hmm. and it was like bup, 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 too much pressure behind yep. it and i was like ah shit like i didn't know yeah. And then, you know, the other one is like too high. And so it's like, ah, it looks like the logs or whatever. So, yep. Yeah. It's all a cool little learning process. So, yeah. Yeah. They're cool. All right. Yeah. But the amount of like interest we've had just from like kind of layman people has just been like insane. Like, um, you know, they come by and they're just like, what is going on? Like, what the fuck? <laughs> just like, bro, this is, this is the future, man. Consumer, consumer 3D printing is, is yeah. something that hasn't really been done yet. Definitely learned a lot. Um, just like the first one we got in the lab a couple of years ago, I built myself. Yep. There's like a kit from China. Yep. Um, and that was definitely like a like you really get to see how it works. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. And I I really kind of want to get into that too, like um, like actually, because you know I I should probably know more about it so that I can have more stuff to talk about, like when somebody because like people come by and and. Like, it's always interesting at the markets and stuff because, you know, you're there and you talk to somebody who has no idea and you sound brilliant. And then you talk to somebody and they're like, oh, yeah, it's it's made on 3D printers. And then as soon as they're just like, oh, like what printers? And you're just like, oh, fuck me. Like, here we go. Right. We got some dude who's <laughs> going to try to like, you know, like, oh, we got Ender 6. He's like, oh, you guys printing. Duh, 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 duh. I'm just like, God, no, I don't know, dude. Like, just like, why you got to come over here and like try to one up everybody, you know? <laughs> just come by the shop I, there's definitely shop. that's definitely like a type of farmer's market kind of person yeah that oh, like yeah. their whole thing is to go find a specialist and like out specialize them yeah and be like ah oh, that guy doesn't know anything <laughs> like, i think uh that's definitely something that happens with like Gazaz sells coffee yeah so like the amount of people that are connoisseurs of coffee like 
like bracket bracket connoisseurs um that like take it so seriously it's hilarious so many yeah. people being like i want an espresso roast it's like well that's yeah. that actually doesn't actually mean anything the method of making it yeah <laughs> i will say i did buy a bag of beans from oz and i could not for the life of me get an espresso out of it for whatever reason yeah the interesting i think maybe like like yeah, like I don't know what it was. I think because I it's like too dark or too light. Too dark. I think like, I think it was dark roast that I got. Um, mm -hmm. I don't know what would make the coffee that kind of property because like before everything has been fine, and then this one bag yeah. I just could not get a shot, and I was like weird. And I'm like tamping hard as fuck and like doing. I that. think so. I think in like in Italy where like they make the most espresso, I think they use light roast coffee. For oh really? Oh, really interesting. I think, but I. Uh, because I think like maybe it's the oiliness that you get from the dark uh, roast that kind of mixes it up, but I could uh, be wrong. I mean, seem to think, seem to remember hearing something about that that like, they generally do. Whereas like here, here we when people ask for espresso roast, they usually think dark roast. Right. Well, whenever I um, buy bags of espresso beans, they typically are the darker kind. Of, yeah. Um, but uh, I, I, but I, I don't, don't make it with anything. Know. You know, like, I'll make <laughs> light beans and. There's this yeah. one roastery out in Saskatoon, um, and I have yet to find a uh, a bean that tastes that good. Like I've had a lot of coffee beans, different types and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. and for the most part, ninety percent of them all taste the same, and I can't really taste like distinguished things or whatever. Yep. But man, I had like I made a coffee from these guys. Ven Coffee is what they're called, and mm -hmm. holy fuck, I was like, this is like can't, like this is what is this right? Like it was insane. Yeah. Uh, to the point where I'm basically gonna get my cousin to like ship me beans from them, um, just every yeah, once in a while, just I, to like have a good taste. I've had the same experience where where um, so coffee comes from all sorts of different countries, and certain countries are better at making coffee than others. Yeah, Ethiopia, and, they, you know, and whatever. Yeah, and I've never really noticed much of a difference in terms of place, and and also apparently it changes like year to year, right? Because right. the the year is different, but the one consistent thing i have noticed is that coffee from peru in my opinion is is like the best i don't know why but multiple i've had it from multiple different uh companies um anytime i get like pure peruvian coffee it blows me away right um and i i don't know what it is about i guess maybe peru's higher elevation i don't know what it is but i yeah i really like peruvian coffee interesting yeah i don't know um, what kind of beans these guys had so like yeah, because uh, Oz gets it from also all sorts of different places. Right. Um, it's kind of just depends on what, um, the where like the market is at the time or what's mm -hmm. good for the year or whatever. But one time he had Peruvian and it was like, oh, it was amazing. And then I've tried to like specifically find Peruvian like whenever I'm at that like grocery store or whatever, try to find ones that are from Peru because they just I don't know why I like them so much. Yeah, but. interesting. They have this, they just have like a background, like an aftertaste that I have never noticed in any other coffee that I really like. Right, yeah, yeah. And I'm just trying to figure out if I have. It's, yeah, it's sort of like a richness. It's almost like a chocolatiness that's like, mm -hmm. but not bitter. It's not a bitter chocolate. Yeah, I, I just, I don't even really know what the, what the uh, flavor profile, like I'll, I'll send you, or maybe you can just bring a bag of like that stuff, if I can get it anyway. Mm -hmm. um, it just blew my mind. I was like, whoa. Ven in Saskatchewan? V-E-N-N, -N, yeah. Um, cool. Let's see here. Blend, medium roast. It's probably a blend. 
Yeah, it could be. I think most places do have like a mix. They don't generally don't sell single single right. source or whatever. Um, there's that uh, coffee subscription thing that I've seen it like sponsor a couple YouTube videos before. It's only available in the states. Oh yeah, see a lot of that shit is only available in the states. Like, that, oh man, yeah. you go through like the whole thing, you, the whole you, you do this like quiz and, stuff, and all yeah. this stuff, and you go through it, and they're like, "This is the perfect coffee for you." I was like, "Fuck yeah, I want to try it." Yeah. And then I got over, and they're like, oh, "Sorry, not available in Canada." Isn't it the shittiest? Just tell me that before. Yeah. Yeah. Tell me that at the beginning. You. Oh, and it's like it's not even like it's a that. good like if somebody did that as a sales tactic. It's like. Well, it's not like I'm gonna move to the fucking United States for this. Like, yeah. like why? Like, you're not missing out on anything. If anything, yeah, you know, exactly. To your brand that, you know, especially like when you get all the way to the checkout and it's just like you go to change a country. They even have a country drop down, and the only country is like U.S. And you're like, what? Like, this is worse. Yeah, why do you even have the drop down? Or it's like U.S. and like fucking Africa, or like you know, it's just like <laughs> you guys don't you ship to Europe, United States, but not can't like why? Like what the hell? Oh, yeah, annoying people. <laughs> we are uh, gonna ship a printer actually to a dude down in Tennessee, um, a guy Ooh. I used to game with like ten years ago, like kind of journeyman electrician, and uh, just hit like he sent me some questions about three D printing, and I was like, oh, you know, and try to answer them, and then uh, he was like looking to buy one, <clears throat> and I was like, oh, we're trying to get rid of like an Ender three or whatever. Like, do you want one? It's like heavily modded, and, and he's like, yeah, we're like, okay, yeah, we'd sell it to you for like 500 bucks or whatever, and he's like, oh, okay, cool, and then you know, I was talking to my buddy, and I was like, dude, we should, let's just send him the, like, we don't need $500, like, you know, it's it's like one of those things where it's like, yeah, it's a new business, we we, we could use the money, but at the same time, like, man, the PR would be way better if we gave the way, gave them away, because, you know, we don't need that cash as much right now, and so, yeah, we're just going to ship him uh that thing and so trying to figure out how ups works like build a box for this goddamn print like it's really an interesting process mm -hmm. um and then yeah maybe he'll start the uh, print farm down in the united states and, and the cool thing is like you know instead of us being the manufacturing plant in canada and having to send toys across the border and pay for all that stuff you just make it locally like wherever you are right so it, it, you skip the whole importing thing which is really kind of interesting to think about like a teleportation pod you know yeah Oh, you remind me of a story actually from a couple weeks ago. So I uh, had all these blood samples. Yeah, that's um, right. You told me about those. Did I tell you about? Or you trying told me to about send like them? getting blood at taken. I think. Oh, wait. Okay. Okay. So I had to. I had to send them to Toronto. Right. And uh, so I, I, normally we would send them through the school, mm -hmm. but apparently it's a it's a kind of a pain in the ass to try to do that because um, sending dry ice is hard. Because I had to right. keep them on dry ice, right. and it's technically like a hazardous material. Mm. So, um, so like the school, I don't know. There's just like a lot of red tape. Mm -hmm. So, um, our lab manager was like, oh, "We'll just send it, send it from, through FedEx." That's actually the way that Toronto had, like the U of T had like asked us to do it. I was like, "Okay." So, I get all these blood samples and brain supernatant samples, put them into a thing, I fill it with dry, and mm -hmm. I had to get dry ice too, which was kind of a I was trying to figure out where the fuck to find dry ice in Guelph. I found this like dry ice blasting company, which apparently that it, it's like a way of cleaning stuff. I guess you huh. can like blast stuff with dry ice. Um, I guess that makes sense. And they just gave, they just gave me a bunch for free. Wow, it was awesome because I was like, they're like you're a student. Yeah, whatever. You can just have it. I was like sick. I find it really um, okay. Sorry, continue the story. I don't know. But, what? No, no. I was just I just want to make a comment as to like how 
how much the university just sewers you with no information of where to get certain things. I know. I know. Uh, yeah, so anyway, I just, like, I found this dry ice, my dry ice source. Yeah. And uh, so, I, yeah, I package it all up and then take it to, I took it to Staples because they had, like, a FedEx <laughs> thing in there. Yeah. So I bring this, like, box over, this, like, this box over to Staples. I'm like, okay, so I need to send these samples to Toronto. And uh, the guy's like, um, what's in the box? <laughs> yeah, I was like, brains. um, blood. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, you can't send samples like through us. <laughs> and I was like, they're not human. <laughs> like, just like animal blood and brains. Oh he's God. like, I'll get my manager. <laughs> the manager comes back. He's like, yeah, you can't send that. <laughs> like, okay. okay. Like, where do I go? <laughs> um, so how do I? So then I went back to the school and I was, so I went to like the downstairs of like our administrative building yeah. where apparently, I don't know, there's some kind of shipping center there <laughs> yeah. and it was closed already. So I was like, fuck, I have these, all these samples on dry ice. I need to get them to Toronto today. Jesus. And I have like nowhere. So I called FedEx and was like, how do i do this yeah. <laughs> and they they were like okay so they're like the distribution center that you have like in the at the staples is not able to sell send those right. things but you can bring it to, oh, to the branch uh like a, one of the big fedex things which is like half an hour away right i was like dope so i did that and went and that was a bit of a process still because you gotta like put you gotta get all these special stickers and stuff for the dry ice and you have to you have to have the exact weight of the dry ice oh written on which is stupid because dry ice is volatile and literally evaporates yeah so it's like so the, the weight is, is meaningless different. yeah the weight will change after like five minutes Jesus. but whatever <clears throat> you did it but i did it yeah i managed to get them sent Man, off you've got some level of resolve that like not a whole <laughs> lot of other people have like if i like i'd have if the university is like hey you gotta send this to toronto and it has to be on dry ice i'd be like well, who's your dry ice guy like where, where do i get it from and they're just like, i don't know like just go find it you're like like what does that mean like what the fuck like <laughs> like i'm surprised like you like and you just brought it to staples like i would not thought i'd be like oh man this is blood like i don't fucking know like it's definitely it's weird walk, walking into staples like carrying all these blood samples it must look like a murderer yeah no kidding you're just like yeah like it's especially because of like covid stuff they're really um mm. yeah. i don't know not happy about sending blood samples. Yeah, wow. Well, that's uh that's pretty and like Toronto's like what, six hours away from you? No, it's like an hour away. Oh, I see. It's not that but I it's see. it it's a huge pain in the ass to drive there though, because right. like traffic driving around Toronto is terrifying. A nightmare. Yeah, I could imagine. Yeah. It's just like a I don't know, it's it's like I I've never actually driven around Vancouver, so I don't know how bad it is there, but I d I've driven I I drove to Chicago and that was similar. It's just like fucking terrifying yeah. so you have to change like seven lanes yeah to, to try to get anywhere yeah i i absolutely hate driving in vancouver like especially when you're trying to like get into a like a hotel or whatever mm -hmm. and just like it's like where where the fuck is the parking like where, where yeah. do i go like um we had the airbnb that was probably the worst experience ever so airbnb that i rented for this next game that i went to it was actually hilarious like i'd never been to an nhl game before i was just sitting at around dinner uh with my cousin and, and my other buddy and uh, i was just telling them oh i've never been to an nhl game they're like what like why don't you just go 
at like the end of the season when the Canucks aren't in, tickets will be like $30. And I was like, what? So I was like, sure enough, they're like 36 bucks. We all get tickets uh, and went. Uh, But basically the Airbnb was a apartment building, right? That somebody owned privately. So the apartment building isn't like labeled. Like it's not like a hotel where it's got like the Marriott or whatever, right? There's no names to it. Um, And so so first of all, we're, we're trying to find this fucking building basically just off of pictures alone like there's no there's nothing really identifying of it we got an address that isn't the correct address so i yelled at the dude he gives me the correct address but then he's like oh you have to get the keys from a 7-eleven lockbox like three streets over and i was like what like okay so like i was trying to f- i was like the 7-eleven's there it's like a bitch to park anywhere around that so i like park on the side of the road my buddy gets out goes finds the keys types in the code gets the keys comes back and then we're trying to like figure out where the parking like entrance is to this building. So like we drive around like six times because it's like hidden somewhere. Finally, we found it. We're like, oh my god! Like that was. I was like, I hate this. Like I, it, it took me like three hours <laughs> to get into the Airbnb. Right. Yeah. It was just a nightmare. Yeah, I've definitely, I've been finding that hotels actually make more sense a lot of the time. <laughs> so like. Sometimes Airbnbs are not worth the trouble. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I, uh, I've come to that conclusion myself. And, like, even some of the Airbnbs, like, because you think, oh, they're cheaper or whatever, da-da-da. And it's just, like, a lot of the times I go through the hassle, I find an Airbnb that's, like, subpar, and it's just, like, a hotel that's, like, way nicer would have been the same. Yeah, exactly. Just like, ah, shit, like, I didn't think about that. Like, you find, yeah, you or, you know, you're sharing a house, you know, you end up kind of having to creep around. <laughs> yeah, or just, like... Just, it's not very comfortable, mm-hmm. I don't know. Well, and, like, they're not, not held to the same standards. It's, like, like we went to this one for this jujitsu tournament that I went to, and it was just, like, the heat didn't work. <laughs> and I was, like, <laughs> oh, like, this sucks. Like, this is yeah. this is ass, like, you know? And, yeah. Um, whereas a hotel, at least, they, at least they've got, like, shit there, you know, and... Um, yeah, they probably have to meet some kind of codes, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, you'd, you'd hope, anyway. Um, yeah. And so, like, you know, and then the other times, too, it's just like, fuck, I'm going to book a hotel. And then somebody's like, oh, man, I found this Airbnb that's like, way better and way cheaper. And I, I, I just come to the conclusion I suck at booking stuff. Like, I, I'm so bad at it. <laughs> that Airbnb in Vancouver, uh, I was in charge of booking that. We got to the thing, and, like, the maids hadn't even, the cleaning people hadn't even been there yet. So, like, we're just chilling, drinking beers. And then all of a sudden we get a knock on the door. I'm just like, who's this? Like, we're not being that loud already. And like, yeah, these two Filipino people come in. They're just like, hey, we're here to, to do the cleaning. We're just like, and I was like, okay, well, I guess we'll just sit over there on the couch and drink while you just like clean around us. Like, but, but I, I was like, thank God it made sense. Cause I walked in and the bed was like, like my bed right now. <laughs> and I was just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kind of sucks. Like what the hell? Right. Um, yeah. yeah. No, it was, uh, yeah. I, like I have had good Airbnbs too, but yeah just hit or miss it's a bit of a lottery yeah i know for sure and just like oh man sometimes just dealing with the people and like the directions and that it's just not like a bnb an airbnb in like Kelowna would be fine because it's like you have an address there's nothing really crazy about it get there and that's it vancouver yeah. you got like you come around the back of the building and you gotta park in a certain <clears throat> spot and there's no parking and it's just like oh, get out of here. <laughs> Don't let anyone see you. Yeah, that was the thing there, at this. At but... this, uh, the, the the apartment we stayed at was like in the instructions, like five different times on the ad. He's like, "Do not use the main entrance. Like, come through the back." But I didn't. We didn't know which one the back was. 
And we <laughs> later found out that it was probably the one without the dude who stands there as his full-time job being like, hey, I don't really recognize you guys. And like six <laughs> times we, we ended up trying to go at the back and came out the front and I was just like, what's up, dude? Like, <laughs> like, we're just staying here. <laughs> like, oh man, that guy probably got yelled at. But whatever. Yeah. Uh. Hmm. Yeah. So, you have yesterday off? Uh, no, I didn't. Really? <laughs> or I mean, they probably had yeah. it off. But you just worked anyway. Yeah, basically. I, like, I can't really do stuff if the like the rats don't get. <laughs> I don't get remember so like off. if it's during an experiment i can't yeah. really take it off yeah is it always uh, pretty much during an experiment too uh no not well yeah i guess like most of the time but not like always yeah um there's definitely periods where or, or it needs to be an experiment that's going like several days in a row right, right i see because <clears throat> like if it's just a one day thing then i can plan it around right anyway things but uh but if it's like i need to do something for three weeks straight <laughs> um then that's not gonna yeah i'm not gonna be able to be like and that's oh, like this weekends day. too then eh? like like it's yeah. kind of like your job revolves around the experiments not not like anything that's else. right yeah so that i think that's what that's actually one of the things that's really stressful about grad school for a lot of people is that <clears throat> you'll go weeks without doing anything right and that can be you you feel really guilty mm-hmm about not working yeah getting paid not um getting paid. because everybody seems to be so busy but you which right you know is part of the just like imaginary yeah. thing because everybody's same, got lulls um and then you'll have like a couple weeks or a few weeks where you work like crazy non-stop <laughs> um and it's really exhausting and and depletes all your energy yeah <laughs> and uh and then yeah basically just like living those two lives of like all and nothing yeah not balanced um is challenging yeah yeah, I bet. And like, do you know when the busy weeks are going to come or is it just kind of like sporadic too? Like exactly what we do. Sort of. The problem, like the problem is it, it depends a lot on other people or, or uh, yeah. things coming in or, you know, <clears throat> equipment. Right. Um, so like right now I'm, I'm like, I'm training rats. Uh, I'm like pre-training them, which, so nicotine is kind of a hard, uh, basically, especially with this, this, uh, I'm doing the vapor self-administration. Yep. So it, it's quite a challenging thing to get rats to do. Right. Um, because nicotine's like kind of aversive at first. It, it doesn't feel good right away. Right, 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 right. Kind of have to get over a little bit of a hump. Yeah. And normally you'd have like social environment to get over that or, or you know, yeah. whatever or flavors or, but, um, but with rats, so, so basically I'm trying to, I'm pre-training them to press levers for food. Mm-hmm. And then I'll switch the food for nicotine. nicotine. And then you got to get over that hump and go back. And then they'll kind of slowly start reducing. They'll yeah. reduce the number of presses they're doing because they're like, hey, this isn't food. This is something else. Yeah. Um, but then hopefully they'll get over that hump. Right. They'll like still be pressing it a bit. But anyway, so I'm pre-training rats, but I'm waiting for some nicotine, like a nicotine salt to come in. Mm. That I, I found a place in Toronto that sells like, big amounts of nicotine salt. Um, so I'm waiting for that to come in and I'm hoping it comes in in time for me to like switch them to nicotine <laughs> right i see so you kind of like balance it holy shit yeah so like i couldn't start until i was like pretty sure it was going to be here soon right right wow uh, and that's like another thing that surprised me too like, like back to the whole supply issues logistics it's just like you you don't you just have to find these places by yourself like that's that's like a skill that you you're probably getting really good at you know 
um especially for things like this because so nor normally you would get everything from like thermo fisher is like one of the oh, big um, like there's big distributors of like chemicals and stuff right. for science right um because like i'm or like math or some shit like that yeah that would all be like controlled like you'd right. have to fill it out oh, like i wouldn't I do any of that it would all be applications and I stuff see. filled out by my person. my supervisor and stuff yeah. yeah like we can get heroin way easier than we can get cannabis for some reason oh, crazy <laughs> um yeah it's like it's crazy the rules that some things have mm -hmm. um like psilocybin is like more challenging to get right. than like coke or whatever mm -hmm. but um but because we're doing nicotine salt um and i like i wanted to have the stuff that's being used the, by and, people yeah for sure so like some of the studies that have been doing nicotine salt they've been making it themselves and the way that they're making it is not the same way that it's being be manufactured it. Yeah. It for for like Juul, for instance. Right. Like they're doing it differently. And so I'm like, I don't know if like, is it equivalent? I don't have enough chemistry background to know. Mm -hmm. I'm assuming they are because, you know, <laughs> I, I would hope that the people that are doing that know what they're doing. Um, but I, I don't. So I, I'm just, I just found a place in Toronto that supplies um, large quantities of nicotine salt right. solution to manufacturers that like produce all of these stuff, small yeah. amounts that they sell like e-liquids mm -hmm. um and i and i just like got our lab manager to order that cool um yeah you can actually you can buy it from them you can buy pure nicotine which is like tear apparently it's like really dangerous to work with it's, it comes oh, really? like these like these like metal big metal bottles and uh if you like touch it, you can like die. <laughs> oh my god, it's crazy. Pure nicotine. Yeah. Wow. Pure. It's a liquid. Crazy. Jesus. That's yeah. That's pure liquid like nicotine. <laughs> I think it's actually it's like clear. Brown. It's like a oh, clear wow. liquid. Oh yeah. Okay. I guess yeah. Makes sense. They probably remove all that shit. Yeah. yeah. And then uh, yeah, you can add. Then you can like add like a uh, different types of acid to it to make the salt and mm. throw that into some. Uh, vegetable glycerin and God, I wonder how many rats died to figure out what the balance was for that <laughs> the perfect balance yeah, yeah true yeah, this liquid will kill you if you touch it uh, so let's just start cracking it out <laughs> I think they dilute it like that's the yeah. main thing it's, like, it's oh, just yeah. like super high concentration yeah and you can probably it's probably that you can absorb it through your skin so it's right. like a, right. you can just like get a lot of nicotine into your body really Immediately. quickly yeah I'm kidding yeah yeah, so I'm not getting that shit because I'm terrified to touch that. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. So there's other so studies that are using things that are not going to be potentially the same. Like, I'm assuming those studies are, are going to be targeting the audience that as if it was. So, like, if that study gets approved, it's kind of like what we were talking about last week, which is like, is it it's kind of like a, like a study that, but you need to kind of know, like, what they're studying sort of thing or, like... Yeah, I mean, if you have enough chemistry background, you can you can probably, you know, you can say that yeah. they're equivalent. That the, using oh, this because like the the nicotine um, that we generally use for most studies is nicotine di or nicotine dihyd ditartrate dihydrate, mm. um, which is just like a it is a nicotine salt. I, right. I you know, like salt is like a chemistry right. word, just means it's like conjugated to like a something. Um, something that's like really soluble mm -hmm. it kind of gets rid of it but um but yeah i don't like i i don't know what others like it doesn't have the other acid component like like every single pretty much every single um e-liquid that that's a nicotine salt 
has a acid that is used to produce the salt. Mm -hmm. Um, so like, uh, the, uh, jewel, I think uses benzoic acid and then different ones will use like, uh, lactic acid and mm -hmm. like, all, there's all these different ones that they can use. Um, and apparently like that might make a difference. It might like affect things like which acid you use. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. I, so I, basically I was like, I want to use exactly what Jewel is using. Yeah. Yeah. If Jewel is working for people, I want to, to copy their use formula. The Jewel. Yeah, exactly. So like, I'm going to use the same. Um, yeah, I'd be surprised that nobody else does that. Like, why would they? Go yeah, to I think. So there's. There's sort of a balance between being as accurate as possible and then being as like pure, knowing exactly what everything does as possible. Oh, I see. Yeah. Okay. So that's why, like, generally, like most studies use nicotine rather than cigarette smoke extract or something, right? Right. Because they're want they're like we want to know we want to make sure that it's the nicotine doing this and yeah. not just cigarettes as in general. Yeah. No. No. That makes sense. But then it's like, well, okay, but nobody's just like injecting nicotine into their veins. Like, how do you know it's not other chemicals interacting with the nicotine? So there's a balance between translatability and then, like, perfect scientific scrutiny. Right. Right, right, yeah. So I lean towards translatability. <clears throat> um, most people lean towards, like, scientific, rigid, <laughs> knowing exactly what's going on. Um. But like I think you you kind of have to start with the translatable before you can go yeah. to the more specific. Yeah. So you have to like find you have to be like okay, this is working. This is you know actually modeling it like it would be in humans, and then we can try to like and and once you've figured out all you can from that, then you can try to specify and figure out what different things are contributing to what. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, cool. That makes sense, I guess. Yeah. <clears throat> it's my reasoning anyways. I want to be as I want it to be as relevant as, as relevant, possible. Yeah. Yeah. I guess like the only thing is like is if you went down the relevant as possible thing, if something just became not relevant, you might have more luck with having your study be more future proof if it was like a more thing, but I think I think I'm yeah. on the same page as you. It's like why would you use something that's not, you know, why would you build something that caters to something that isn't going to be the common use case? mm-hmm yeah so what's uh like what's the timeline of these projects so you gotta be like how far away are you from completion so right now i'm just like piloting trying to figure out what the best way is to get rats started mm. on self-admit so like, all of this yeah um but it basically yeah so like right now i just have 16 rats um and i have four different groups I have like one that I'm not going to do any pre-training with, one that I'm going to pre-train so that they get to the point where they just know to press one lever mm -hmm. to get one piece of food, or one lever to get one piece of, one puff of nicotine. And then I have another group um, using the protocol that uh, has been used in another lab that I I, uh, I had a Zoom meeting with um, this woman uh, from where was she UC Davis I think or UC. Mm -hmm. Anyway, um, but she's a postdoc that was that's doing similar stuff. She's been working on rat self-administration of right. vapor for like a couple of years now. Um, so I'm going to basically do her protocol. Um, and I'm assuming that'll probably be the best one, but I want to make sure that like I can 
be like, look, I've tried all these things. So this is mm -hmm. why I'm doing this or so I'm, I'm going to get it. So like they have to, pr they're pressing a lot. They're going to press five times to get one puff. Mm, I see. So it's like, like they're obviously addicted basically. So like they're, they're like putting out quite a bit of effort into getting a puff. Um, so I'm going to train them to do that with food first mm -hmm. and then transfer them to the, to the nicotine cages. How did you or, find this gal? Chambers. Um, so her Tinder for uh, PhD people. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, like, so I, I've read her paper because that right. came out, um, on scholar, um, or just like, it'll be in every science database, like mm -hmm. PubMed and scholar and, and then you just reach out by the science. Uh, and then her, uh, my supervisor happens to know her supervisor. Oh, I see. So it was really easy. <laughs> Have you? So it, uh, luckily like my, like my supervisor knows like so so many people yeah that uh like it's pretty easy like if i want to get into touch with somebody like i can just be like hey could you send them an email because they'll probably cool, know like how your supervisor is basically kind of like how the old school like mentor you know you're just like you're like his apprentice basically it's kind of cool like yeah that. absolutely like, in the way that you're communicating with with this person's apprentice too it's just like you guys are gonna be the next level of like you know eventually you'll be that supervisor or whatever yeah. Does that mean you have to right. fight for his job, basically? Like, you're going to try to, like, or just, like, kill him in, like, a fucking Coliseum or something like that? Like, <laughs> yeah. Have to overcome. <laughs> Can you imagine? No, I, I think, so he'll, like, move up. He'll get, like, better positions. Right. I see. Um, but yeah, no, there's definitely, there's not enough positions in academia for all the PhDs, mm. postdocs, and stuff. Um, generally, yeah, you, you would do a postdoc afterwards to, like, so that's what that, the, what this woman's doing. She's doing a postdoc, um, which is kind of a transition to more independence than a right. PhD would be. Because, like, I still do all most stuff through Gibran. I see. Um, I see. Most funding, most everything, all happens through Gibran. Um, Badass. Man. And and I have him doing most, like, all, he, he definitely, like, helps me. He, he gives a lot of direction right. in terms of experimental, mm -hmm. like, what i'm gonna do right so the or what's a good idea to like, do and what's not yeah you're kind of floating um, now you're almost not on the same level as him kind yeah of so thing, postdoc right? postdoc is like you are <laughs> almost taking like a section of the lab and you are going to be directing some of the right. I see. phds undergrads and you're you're just you're much you're even more self-directed like it's kind, of, it's kind of the stages of university is like yeah. undergrad where you're like mostly just taking in information maybe you'll take a research course or something and then mm -hmm. masters is like you're probably working I, depending on the lab, you might be working on someone else's project, right. helping out, or or you might get your own project, but you're still like working on a project given to you mm -hmm. very much. Mm -hmm. And then PhD is generally like it's a little bit more your idea, but still quite a bit of oversight. And then postdoc is kind of whatever you want it to be, but it's mostly like like try to try to make yourself make able to run yourself. a lab. Yeah. yeah. And what's get, after postdoc? Get all the experience. Um, so after a postdoc, you can either, you can do another postdoc, <laughs> mm. um, you can try to like get you like generally uh, people will do a couple of postdocs before becoming a professor. I see. But like you can't really become a professor unless you got postdocs, unless you've had postdocs. Right. Which I guess you wouldn't want. Cause that's how, that's where like the real information yeah. kind of comes in. For, for a lot of people, a postdoc is just kind of something to do in between when you're looking for jobs or you're looking for things to do. Right. It's like a, it can be like a sort of fallback project or something you're just yeah into. like it doesn't it doesn't it's not like a career in terms of pay yeah um but it pays enough that you can kind of do it indefinitely if you wanted to 
Right. And um, you got to get all those postdocs approved case by case, right? Like but yeah, po- uh, yes. Um, I don't know. Postdocs are weird because, like, generally, uh, a supervisor will ha- like when they get gr- uh, funding, they'll generally have a section of that funding that's uh, specifically for postdocs because right. postdocs. In a lot of big labs, postdocs do the, like the majority of the actual research. Right, I and they see. kind of direct, they kind of lead the projects. Gotcha. And so, so the people, so like the the dude that runs it, that's the professor, basically. Yeah. So the professor is almost more like a manager. Yeah. Like so, he kinda... oversees which postdocs he wants to sponsor. Basically, is that correct? Yeah. So you basically kinda. make a case to him, and then be like, "Listen, I think this is going to be good." So if you if you had a professor that you didn't really agree with your line, like the line of study that you're in, you you would basically have to find a different professor or whatever, right? Yeah, you probably want to. You wouldn't have a great time. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, and so if you get like a PhD from Guelph, let's just say, I, I guess like at that point you would know for sure, but like let's say you had a master's from Guelph and this dude just wasn't your type, would it, would it be easy enough to go to another university with that master or is it not looked at like the same? <clears throat> what, what do you mean? Sorry. Like, like if let's you say, wanted to do another a PhD after your master's? No, no. Like, like let's just say you're going through the motions of doing where you are right now right so you're going okay. from bachelor's master's to phd whatever and then to postdoc but let's say you're the master's portion and you just this guy because he's managing everything he oversees all the projects and let's just say that mm-hmm. you still were interested in whatever field you're in but he just didn't have anything that you wanted to work on would at that point you'd basically have to go to another university right to find a guy that more matched your projects like like is it easy mm-hmm. to switch universities like that or is it a huge pain in the ass um, between degrees, it's really easy, and it's actually encouraged. I see to go and get more um, to diversify. I see. Um, so, like, generally, you would not do a postdoc in the same lab that you did your oh, PhD. Okay. You'd normally go like overseas, or you'd go oh. like you'd go somewhere so it's else. It's kind of recognized stuff. everywhere. Your degrees and all that stuff. Oh yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Wow. Cool. Yeah, PhD kind of means PhD. It doesn't really matter. Like, unless and maybe from like MIT, it probably is better, but. I see. Um, it's, it's from the, the school that you're coming from. So if you've got a PhD from the Okanagan College, you'll probably be like, eh, maybe not. <laughs> well, Okanagan College, I don't think can grant PhDs. Uh, they can't, but like, you know what I've seen, right? But so like, like, yeah, yeah. Joe Blow's College yeah. of Education. That's right, yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Cool, that's interesting. So would you consider doing that? Doing a postdoc somewhere else? Yeah. Um. Yeah. So like, it just depends on what I want to do. So UBC I'm interested Joe. in if... Yeah. <laughs> That, so, so yeah. Looking at like if I if I could get like a postdoc in BC, that would be cool. Or like UVic, that would also be cool. Um, uh, but I, again, it's got to be something I'm really interested in and that yeah. I really want to do. I'm also interested in policy. Like I, I I like like there's other things you can do with a PhD that are not necessarily research related. Um, right. And policy is one of those things where it's like it's quite valuable to have PhDs in um policy mm-hmm. so like that would be i think a, a lot of those positions would be in ottawa but more and more it's kind of you can work from anywhere um uh, and so you'd just be like a specialist informing <clears throat> um policy decisions regarding science or right or right. writing cool different that's kind of yeah nice. so that's something i'm also interested in mm-hmm. And then I guess uh, if like your field became popular enough, you, other universities could open up and be like, "Hey, we want we want someone to come here and run our X Y Z program, right?" I guess that would be more professor level than hey. Yeah, that's more professor level. But I mean, sure. after you get your postdoc or whatever, you're kind of ready to to become a professor, 
Like you're you kind of have like the necessary requirements to like apply, would you not? Yeah, you basically just need like a shit ton of experience. Yeah, right. Well, at least that's good. At least like that makes me have a lot more faith in just like professors, like college teachers. Yeah, college teachers don't need any postdocs. I don't think ever. No, I don't think they need any. I know they don't because a lot of the people I had that were teaching me programming had never programmed before. It was just like, what is going right. on? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so that's the, you know, there's that option too. You can go and teach. Um, Remember, Jude. Yeah. Those that can't do, teach. <laughs> those that can't teach, those teach, Jim. Teach. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Just kidding. I love yep. teachers. <laughs> I don't know about gym teachers, though. <laughs> okay, okay, true. I was listening to some, or maybe it was you, I can't remember, but I was listening to some podcast, and it was just like, why does a gym teacher teach fucking, like, chemistry? Or, you know, just like, why do they always have that one class that's just like, they always just teach something random, too. It's just like, what? Like, no. <laughs> Might have been me. I, I was just talking. I, maybe it was the last time we were talking. I think talking, it was. Talking maybe. about... Uh, all my biology teachers were gym teachers. Yes, yeah, that was you. Yeah. Yeah, okay, wow, my memory is shot. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Funny. Yeah. Huh. What else we got? <laughs> what else we got? Like? <laughs> it's actually really nice today. Yeah, it looks um, sunny. I think it's like the last nice day before yeah. everything gets cold. Cold so. depressing. Yeah. That's what I'm kind of settling into back in BC is the whole like winter depression. Like the past week yep. has just been like dark. Like, oh, this sucks. Like, yeah, man, it hits me hard. I know. Seasonal affective too. disorder. Definitely. And like, you don't really yeah, know until it's, and you're like, what is going on? And you're like, oh. <laughs> yeah. It's like, why do I feel so shitty? <laughs> yeah, all the time. I just feel sad. Oh. Yep. Yeah. True. Yeah. I think it's, it's, uh, it's definitely a mix of like it's it's the darkness, but it's also like you're just not getting sun either. It's yeah, like, yeah. And you're not getting the you're not getting like the vitamin the, D, vitamin D, and well, and like endorphins and shit that you get from the sun. Yeah, well, and like I think like everybody's energy around you is also just kind of pissed too, right? So it's just like nobody's happy. <laughs> yeah, there's also something just depressing about waking up in the dark. Yeah, and going. And then going to work and, and then coming cold. home in the dark. <laughs> yeah, it's cold and dark. And you, yeah, that's right. You get up early, dark. I walk yeah. to work in the dark. <laughs> in the dark. I finish work. <laughs> in the dark. And I walk home in the dark. Just dark <laughs> and the, all the and, time. And it's even colder when you're walking home. Yeah, exactly. God, God damn it. <laughs> oh, it's the worst. <laughs> I do not like the dark. I, wait. Where can you go? I guess close to the equator would be like Saskatoon, the best. man. <laughs> Saskatoon. Saskatoon still gets dark though, right? Like, I mean, it's dude. Like most, it's the sunniest place in Canada. I think between that and Calgary. I think it's it's it gets a lot of blue sky, right? Like like Alberta yeah. and Saskatchewan get a lot of blue sky, so but you like don't the, get the. But the sun is shining through the blue skies. So. Yeah, but it's still like the days are still not like not very long. Yeah, they're still like are the they? same. There's like it scales the same way. Like yeah. the days are longer in Saskatoon probably than BC, but they get shorter mm -hmm. as well. Um, but yeah. you get like you get sun for most of it, and if you're inside and you have like a window, it's like hot. Like it's like whoa, it's right? Nice. Yeah, you don't get clouded in like you do in BC. No, where's like mountains? Yeah, trucks driving around. Back off. Yeah, 
Yeah, BC, there's definitely like a, there's like a month or two of just like very depressing weather. Yeah. And then um, like every once in a while too, like it's super nice during the winter. Like, and then it's like super bright because it reflects and, the snow. And then, and yeah, like, wow, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow, then it's like, it's like the most beautiful ever. Yeah, yeah it's definitely, it's a hard, uh, it's a hard thing to, it's got its pluses or minuses. Yeah. I'm excited to see like, cause I, I don't know, in Saskatoon, we got snow like, like six feet at the beginning of winter and because it's just so cold it just stayed there for like the whole time and like that doesn't happen really in, you know, like you know we get snow but it's like usually gone within a few days which is i'm kind of pumped about that again you know it's just like all right i don't have to worry it's about get, like super wet with slush all the time okay that kind of sucks, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> i'm not really looking forward something, to that. something about the just just so it's so wet the snow is so yeah. wet in bc <laughs> yeah it's like humid yeah I'm I'm pumped that I have to plug my car in though anymore. That's that's a nice. Oh, true. Uh, yeah. Fuck that was annoying. I don't even know how you yeah. do it in a condo. Like okay, if you bought a Tesla, like mm -hmm. you wouldn't be able to live like in a condo ever. No, I think you'd have to have a you'd have to have a a um, garage. Yeah. Unless you like yeah. pay out the ass like install a charger like at your condo, which case you'd have to like go through all strata and stuff. They probably wouldn't approve it. Or yeah, like, I don't know. Dollars. Because it just works off a normal 120 volt, does it not? I have no idea. No. Probably. How don't you know these things about nice cars, dude? I don't know, man. I don't, I've never even been in a Tesla still. So. Really? Never? Yeah. Dude, never. You just got to come here and book a cab and we'll just go. Yeah, I know. Get one of those current taxis. Yeah. I mean, I, it's like, I don't know. Unless you get a cool driver who can like show you. Because that's what happened when okay, I yeah. first got hired. It's like all these kids are just like. Like that, I'm gonna go work for a crew in taxi just to drive, bag the shit out of these cars. <laughs> mm -hmm. That's what happened. You'd be like, "Hey man, punch it!" And you'd just be like, "What?" You'd just be, "What the fuck?" <laughs> Holden's a Tesla, no? Yeah, that, oh yeah, that's right. I think it's like a Tesla three or like whatever the not expensive one is. Yep, consumerish one. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I still have yet to see him in it or it at all. So. Mm. Yeah, he just got back from Paris, actually. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Like what was dad, he doing there? Uh, just visiting with his Oh, just friend. for fun. Yeah. Like, he gets cheap as hell flights, right? Like, like right, of course. for the most part, if you yeah. stay on by. <clears throat> yeah. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I remember somebody telling me that, like, there's sort of a, like, you can kind of hack the system if you work there and get free flights. Well, yeah, because you can fly standby or jump seat is what they call it. And basically that just means, like, you just, you literally just, like, you might get shafted, you might not get a flight, but then you might be able to fly to China for, like, 30 bucks, you know? So that's right. what happened to him. He just, like, waits. He's like, hey, I'm going to go to China. He just took, like, a red eye. And he's like, okay, see ya. 16 hours later, he's there. It's like, whoa, that's kind of interesting. Wow. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, it's, uh... Yeah, that'd be pretty neat. Yeah, it's a different life, like, um, real different... Just like how, like, like people in that industry just kind of live, you know? Because like, how do you maintain any sort of long relationship when it's just like you're just you're just gone all the time? You know, where's home? You don't have a home. Weird. Yeah, I I uh, I visited my um my dad's cousin lives a couple of, or a couple hours north of here. Yep. Where I am, and uh, so I went and visited um her and and her husband. And uh, their daughter is a flight attendant, mm. and uh, 
and they uh they gave Catherine and I some like it was really good uh it was like olive oil or something mm. like oh where'd you get this and like, oh from italy <laughs> it was like and then like they would they would just be like on the phone with their daughter and she'd be like yeah i'm going to like you know, I don't know. Wherever. Like Belgium, going to Belgium tonight. Like, can I, do you want me to pick you up? Or anything? <laughs> yeah. And you're like, what? Like, do you even get the chance oh. to get off? Like, you have to just be in the airport, right? Like, or a hotel. Well, or... like they have pretty long. Like, it's not like they go down and go right back. Like, they often mm-hmm. do have like a a day or a, or at least a few hours right. to just like not do anything. So that's true, I guess. Huh. So they can. That would be insane. Like, I don't know if I like planes enough that I could ever do that job. Like, I fucking hate planes, man. Yeah. Well, I don't hate them. I hate, I, I, I hate definitely, them. I like, I hate turbulence. It scares yeah. the shit out of me. You know, and oh, like, I know it's totally safe and I know that it's like, I, I trust it, but it scares the shit. My body doesn't get it. Yeah. My stomach doesn't get the message that you're not dying. Yeah. I'm just like, I'm dying. I'm dying. <laughs> Which is like, I'm about to die. Like, it's so funny because I try to rationalize this myself, like driving some back roads in Saskatoon. It's just like, you hit a pothole in a in a car and like you're like like fucking flying all over the place. Yeah. Like you're hitting a dirt road and you're just like, oh, this is fine, whatever. I'm just driving, mm-hmm. right? And then you in a plane, you hit like like a little whoop and you're like, oh my god, we're fucking going down, guys. Like this. Yeah. Is, and it's just like, what? Like, like yeah. why do why does my brain rationalize driving around in a little tin shithole like way safer than flying with a dude who gets like like who's like computer control yeah, like, like yeah <laughs> yeah basically like the safest <laughs> method of travel yeah like ever yeah well like some of the drops do feel like like you could drop like 30 feet and just be yeah you know like it does feel like quite a drop um True. i think what it is like, like international flights know. where like yeah you can hit some like pretty like big turbulence yeah. like turbulent zones and and uh like the first i think it was like the first time i flew to spain yeah we hit like the worst turbulence i've ever experienced <laughs> and it was pretty terrifying <laughs> you're, you're just but like, like this is it <laughs> yeah it's it's so weird though like i, I i've like pra- now i like try to practice i'm like trying to do like mindfulness mm. while while doing that so i'm just like okay this it's is rational. good actually like try to relax try to like yeah. accept it man it's challenging flow. and then and then you start thinking you're like i'm basically telling myself to accept death like and then that kind of freaks oh. out you're just like oh shit I, yeah i never like actually think i'm gonna die just like i just but you're not 100 percent sure so, like, you're not either you just have that like fear you know <laughs> yeah. like the roller co- like that roller coaster feeling in your gut yeah. um which is also some like i bet if you if you do a lot of roller coasters then it probably doesn't bother you as much maybe but i think i think the biggest thing for I, me is like i've only been I, on like yeah. one I've only been on like one big roller co- or a couple big roller coasters right. in my life. I think if I could see a direct me. view out the front of the plane, I would be way, way more like. Chill. If I had my hands on the steering wheel, yeah, totally fine. <laughs> see, that's what they should do. They should, they should do like a kids, like they should just put a fake steering wheel in everything, so that, and then like a screen in front of it, and no matter yeah. what you did, it was just fine, right? Because like, like I definitely get, I, I get a little bit scared in cars when I'm in the back. Yeah, when you're not driving, yeah. When I'm not in control, and, you, and and like even if I'm not like if I'm in the passenger seat, I feel better too. But yeah. There's something about being in the back that like makes you feel like there's nothing you can do. Yeah, just that was so funny too, like, driving with me. Someone's my my windshield wiper like didn't work fully on your side, <laughs> yeah. and so I could see you just being like, I can't see anything right now. I know, I was definitely like, a little worried. And then and then like <laughs> driving and then realizing at that night the 
like both my headlights were like dead and so it's just like oh, it's a good <laughs> thing we didn't hit any patch of like snow and we didn't it need lights like uh was uh that was uh quite the i don't know that was such a fun trip i love that no that was great yeah that's fun i hope i don't have to drive like that long for a very very long time though yeah so much like oh jeez. yeah 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 oh yeah i'm gonna get a new jacket Jacket, nice. What uh, yeah. kind? Check out that Fjall Raven oh. brand, or you? Yeah, I'm actually. I'm gonna get the. I'm gonna get a Fjall Raven one. What one? I'm gonna get like the Greenland number one one. Greenland. Yeah. Number one. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Looks nice, eh? You have like an outlet there. Uh, yeah. Well, they saw them at Mech. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Sweet. What color? Uh, black. I think they only have them in black at the at Oh, Mac. I see. And they're like, doesn't matter. Cool. Yeah. yeah, I like the buttons. Is, what is it rated to, do you know? Um, I don't know. I think it's, it's like not, it's not like super crazy heavy. Right. Um, but it's like, it kind of can be. Like it's, I think it's like 800 fill. Oh, yeah. Goose down or whatever. So it's like, it's high, it's high quality. Right. Um, that's sweet. Yeah. It looks really pretty cool. Pants. God damn. Yeah. Pants are five hundred dollars? The jacket. I think like snow pants. Like a shell. See that's like the thing is like, yeah, you yeah. get all these shells, which is just like like a five hundred dollar shell that goes on top mm -hmm. of your six hundred dollar insulated jacket. You're like, oh man, you're so bad. Yeah. I know. Actually, yeah, that I think that's what what I'll do is um in like the off season. I'll go to the um, Arcteryx outlet that we have. Yeah. Like, it's like an hour away, or actually last thing, it's a like half hour away. And uh, <clears throat> the, I went there last summer. Yeah. Um, and I didn't like have any reason to get anything at that point, but they had like some really nice like Gore-Tex shells mm -hmm. that were like seventy-five percent off. Like, it's yeah. way I got a Gore-Tex shell as well. It's it quite nice. Not an Arcteryx one, but uh, like a Rip Curl or something like that. Mm -hmm. Burton, maybe. I don't know. Okay. Yeah, that was, like, one of the cool things, like, finally being warm during a winter for, like, the first time in my life when I had some money to buy, like, nice stuff. I was like, what, mm -hmm. what is this? Like, you know, it's not like yeah. some fucking, like, 2,000-year-old goddamn fleece jacket. <laughs> you know, you're just like, like people can yeah, be warm Yeah, I'm, I'm still rocking, yeah. I mean, the last couple of years, I've been rocking, like, a $100 jacket from <laughs> yeah. Costco. Yeah, so exactly. This will be an upgrade. <laughs> yeah. Doesn't Catherine's jacket, isn't her jacket, like, a billion years old, like... She's got a nice jacket. Um, or is it like child? Like I can't remember what, what the funny thing about that was. Was it like a child's jacket or something? Maybe. Yeah, probably. She's probably had it since like grade seven. Or yeah, something. yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, she's had yeah. Like a billion years. Yeah. I'll probably have this. Well, that's what, fucking twenty years. Yeah, that's what I'm going for with this fall raven or the fall mm -hmm. raven one. Is that it'll last year, like my rest of my life, hopefully. Yeah. And like, if it breaks, you just be like, "Hey guys, I want another one." <laughs> here, here yeah, you go. exactly. It broke. <laughs> Yeah, I I want to get one of the one of the Arcteryx uh, hoodies too at some point. Oh, hoodie. oh, like like this thing, like the like that thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah these are. I, don't I, know, is, I love this thing. This what is, is an LP is that, hoodie? Uh, is that like the Adam or whatever? Adam, Adam LP hoodie, I think. Yeah. I kind of like the puffier looking ones, but this one, this one, I like this. Is kind of, a, I don't know, it's nice. I think that's like the yeah, that's kind of your the one everybody gets. Oh, the black and the gold one is dope. 
Yeah, I know. It's not available though on oh. Mac. Yeah, see, this Tyler's. one's nice. The hood, when it's when you're wearing a hood, it looks kind of weird. It looks like you're a giant penis, but. <laughs> yeah, true. I feel like hoods. There's like a there's a sort of curve. There's like a graph of like mm. of like effectiveness versus yeah, no. looking looks. Oh yeah, so like, this is like full. It looks really dumb. It probably works really well. <laughs> yeah, because this one like keep all like like it was insane when I went on that that five day hike. It's just like you do the hood up and then you just like tighten the things. It just seals around your head and it's just yeah. like this is warm. <laughs> Yeah, but super functional. Ridiculous. <laughs> well, kind of, because like everybody else on the trail looks the same, or they're jealous that they don't, and it's just like. Yeah, that's right. The thing is, is like maybe you look ridiculous, but you're also like comfortable as fuck. So yeah. you don't and when you're care. like, like two two days into a mountain hike, you don't give a fuck about yeah. looks. When yeah, that's right. When it's at that point, it just does not matter. Yeah, man, we should do one of those. Like, cause man, I would like to go back up to Berg Lake and just jump in the lake with you, just like chill for a bit. That was some fucking totally. cold water. Yeah, I guess. I guess if you, yeah. Well, okay. Actually, I don't. I don't know. If... I, I've never been to Algonquin. We could. So if you did come during the winter, we could like. I guess I don't have yeah, any winter camp. Like shit, I wouldn't so. have. To, I wouldn't be able to bring a lot of shit. You yeah, know, that's true. There. Um, I mean, I'd be down. Plus, I guess we could. I guess we could do Algonquin any time of year too. Yeah. The the one thing I was gonna say too about like the hikes, like that one that I did, is like the more regulated it is, like. I don't know. It kind of takes the enjoyment out of it because, like, you can't have a fire. You can't. You have to pack everything in and out, which I agree with. Right. Like that garbage and stuff. Like that. But man, mm -hmm. you're not even supposed to. Like, you can't really bring a hammock because they don't even want you roping up to a tree. Basically, they don't want you to affect anything. Right. right? And it's kind of like, yeah. oh man, like a fire is like, it's it would be like make or break. You know, it's just like really. Yeah, it's kind of essential to camping. Yeah, and so basically, what you just have to do is like wait. Like, you just got to get warm stuff and then just like sleep in the cold which is like whatever because you're warm yeah. but it's just like you know you're going to bed like 7 p.m because it's like can't see anything um mm -hmm. so that that's like the one thing that i i don't really quite like about those like big provincial parking camping trips is like you just can't thing i would like to do is like uh those kind of like pictures you see on like instagram where people just like hike a mountain and then like they sleep and then like they wake up and like they're just on top of like a mountain and i was like dude i mm -hmm. want one of those where there's like no rules you can have a fire do whatever you want to do hike up there takes a day and then you just chill for like a day or whatever like, yeah totally. that'll be fun that'd be great. i just don't know where to go with that like i'm always i'm always afraid of breaking the rules but i don't think there are any rules for that kind of place you know it's just like it's crown land you do whatever the hell you want just don't be a dick yeah i i don't know either everything yeah everything around here seems to be so regulated um regulated yeah, yeah. um i haven't gone very far north though so it might just be because I'm close to all the cities and stuff. Yeah, I think that's, I like, think that's what it is. There are quite a few areas you can go walking, hiking around here, but like even hiking, it's not really hiking. Like it's yeah. there's not much hiking to Long do right walks. here. But it's but it's all yeah, it's all very like you got to pay to get into the park. Right. Um, which I yeah, you don't really see a lot in BC. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely certain spots, but you normally know exactly. Like you're like, oh, we're yeah. gonna go and pay for this thing. Like yeah. there, you can just be like, we're gonna go up to Cinnabon, see ya, you know, or whatever. Mm -hmm. One of the like one of the benefits is that usually the places are like pristine. <laughs> yes, yeah, because they the actually thing. have people that are paid walking around cleaning yeah. all the trails all the time. And that is a nice thing. Is like like with all this stuff where you pack in, pack out. Like there's there's not a single piece of garbage anywhere. Right? Mm -hmm. It's like whoa, cool. Whereas like yeah, where it, have you seen pictures of Everest? Like yeah, yeah. At the peak of Everest, like where it's just like a, it looks like a dump. Yeah, it looks like a literally. Like so a many people have just left off. It's it's so sad. 
which is like, like interesting this, like, thing because it's like you get there you'd think you'd be like one of the most like kind of like typical i guess now it's kind of easy isn't it like dude you just follow let me right up i just saw a picture on reddit the other day um it was like <laughs> the is the here i think i have it yeah let me send this to you like the base thing or it's it's the line the lines of people waiting to summit Everest. Oh my god! How does that happen? <laughs> like everybody waiting to get their picture at the peak. Like what made it so easy? People just know the routes now, and they just walk you. Yeah, up I think so. There's like there's well, yeah. I mean, it's a business, right? Like like uh, the Sherpas so. will basically carry all your shit yeah, and tell, yeah. show you exactly what to do. <laughs> um, Holy! Look at that. And, they take all the risks, basically. Right. Like they, they go first. They do all the risky shit, and they put all, like you basically pay to have them put all the risk on them. Right. Um, and then help you get to the top. It's just like a yeah, it's like a pay to win kind I of get, thing. Now. I get claustrophobic. It's like twenty grand or something. Dude. Me too. I'd be kind of pissed if I like went to all the work of trying to like get up Everest and then. Yeah. It's like, and then you get oh, there and you have to wait in a line and be like, "Fuck off!" Yeah, yeah, it's like so annoying. Also, I like I I'm betting a lot of people don't climb the whole thing. Like they probably there's oh, yeah, I'm sure there's like the... you helicopter up to like close or as high as you yeah. can go or something. True. Maybe not. Maybe like I'm I guess like every mountain climber wants to climb Everest at some point. So there probably is a lot of there's probably a big demand for it. Well, I think and I think probably, there's like there's like yeah. off seasons and on seasons and stuff too where. You'll get lots of people like that. There, there might be some climbers that, like, they, they maybe want to, but I feel like, like in the climbing world, there's like other mountains that are just like this is our Everest. You know, it's kind of yeah. Like, there's there's other mountains that are more terrifying or that are more challenging, and I, I think there's other mountains that have larger climbs in them. Yeah, like, like Everest is the Arnold one that that documentary you made. Maybe I don't it's think so. Good, I think it's called Climb. I th I think um, it's also not the highest. Like I think Everest is the highest point on the Earth, right? But I don't right. know if it has the the biggest like base to. Mm, I see uh, like the biggest climbing to, involved. Like I'm not sure if it's actually the tallest mountain. Uh, uh, maybe it is. I don't. I don't know. You want to get freaked out, man? Go watch Free Solo. That one without. Free Solo. It's like him, without any ropes, climbing Yosemite Ugh. fucking thing. Uh, don't. And I was basically just like on the tinge of anxiety the whole. Time. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely something I want to get good at. I... Also, like B BC is a good place for it too. Squamish yeah, like, is, like, like bouldering. One of the best in the world. Yeah. For climbing. No, it'd be a, uh, it'd be pretty cool, man. Yeah. This guy's fucking jacked, man. Like he's not big, but he's just every part of him is just. Wow. Forearms are just insane. Yeah, that's that's one thing I notice in climbers. Their forearms are like arms are thick. big and fingers are just <laughs> fucked. Like Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah his, his hands are like eight feet long. Like it's just like what is what is going on here? <laughs> same with like jujitsu, like your knuckles, like when you're in the gi. Oh yeah, you're I can't ask you that. Uh when you're in the gi, it's like it's all fucked up, so like people 
especially like girls, I do it a lot. Their knuckles are just so big because they just keep getting oh, really? fucked up. Yeah, and you just walk around. It looks like you got like fucking anal beads on your hands. <laughs> it's, it's weird. <laughs> uh, have you well, done it? Did you check out that place or no? No, not yet. I'm I'm uh, still working on other stuff. Yeah. Um, going to the gym and uh, running. Gosh. So. Yeah. You do trying your five k pretty yep. consistently now. Yeah, so I'm in the last week of that now. Um, that program that I was doing. Awesome. So, um, yeah, basically I'm doing 30 minute runs every time now. Damn. And then trying to get that. So I did 5K in 32 minutes a couple of days ago. And it, um, and it feels I'm trying good, to get eh? that. I'm trying to get that down to 30. So that that's like the proper like mm. 5K in 30 minutes is like a like beginner a good beginner pace for for a 5K. Yeah. Wow. That's that's pretty cool. That's exciting. Yeah, and then once I can do that, then I'm going to switch to the 10K program. Which is just the 5K, but more. <laughs> just times two. <laughs> That's how math works. And then I feel like, yeah, I feel like 10K is like a, a healthy um, distance to be able to run. Yeah, I feel like that's a... Uh... I think there's like a, there's definitely like a, there's a, a sort of inverted U curve for like health versus distance. Right. I see. Yeah. It's like the longer. It's like at a certain point, it's, it's like unhealthy. this isn't. Yeah. It's not healthy anymore. It's just like fucking up your joints. Which I, like I don't think like a marathon kind of forty two. Yeah, I think or... like so I might want to maybe run in one marathon in my life or something. But I want to. I think too. marathons are not. I don't think marathon like to consistently run marathons is probably really bad for you. <laughs> um, this, uh, this person I was like, talking to. Really, she was doing really... Spartan races. Kind of cool. Ooh. It's like yeah. it's like a it's like a it's like a mini marathon, but with obstacles. Like you're like climb over stuff, oh, you're like carry right, sandbags, yeah, okay. like up. It's kind of like right. a tough mutter, but it's more more independent and more like like uh it, like you know not as not yeah, as yeah. It's uh, kinda like cool. A, I heard like, it's like a military boot yeah, camp. Yeah, it's, it's more of like a hard thing versus like a cool thing to do or whatever. Right. Thirty sandbags right. up and down, jump this thing. I was like, oh, I could probably do. <laughs> yeah that's definitely. the kind of shit that i like is like the odd school courses like man i want i love doing those um like we went to meyer canyon oh. a couple of years ago for work and they have mm-hmm. like a big uh it's like an obstacle course but you wear like a tether like you're a zipline or whatever so in case you fall you're not dead right that was pretty cool meyer canyon adventure park nice uh, run around you got like different uh like difficulties on on things and whatnot and i think i could do all of them it was pretty it wasn't like super hard but it was it was like mm-hmm. a kid's play like a man's playground right yeah yeah i love that stuff <laughs> um i went to uh uh this like class at the at the y yeah um that was like it's it was called turf time it's just like on the all the things you do on the turf just like tire flipping and pushing oh, oh, sleds yeah, yeah, yeah. and all that stuff and uh i just thought it was like just like gonna go through and like show you how to do everything properly but it's like it's actually like a really high intensity workout (laughs) yeah so you were doing that and uh that was humbling (laughs) because i was like i had to puke like halfway through (laughs) to leave and all these women are just like doing it no problem how did you find that you just you just randomly found it like i'm gonna do this uh yeah so like Catherine and i signed up for that's the gym we're going to is the y oh um just because they also have a pool and they got like it's nice Nice. Um and it's a big facility. It's actually a really nice building. Right. Um, it's like a couple floors. That's why you go off on this. Um, it's three floors. Yeah, yeah, it's nice. Um, uh, but uh, 
but yeah, I was just like, no, we, we basically just signed up for it just cause it was like, oh, something we could both do. And, mm-hmm. and, uh, it was definitely like not something I have, uh, not, not exercises I've worked on before. Yeah. Yeah. But all muscles. Are super fucked. Yeah. Cool. Like, okay. So not in as good shape as I want to be here. Definitely. This is why I'm doing it. Yeah. That's uh, the three rivers one, I'm assuming. Yeah. Yeah. Oh wow, they got squash and everything. Turf time. Oh yeah, I see that turf. Yeah. That's yeah, they got all sorts of stuff. Have you ever played squash? I have never no. played squash. I don't no, know I'd, shit about squash. I like racket games though. Racket yeah. I, I'd like to learn how to play tennis. Catherine and I have talked about it before. I used to play. It's pretty fun. It could get really difficult yeah. though. Like, um, and, and like it's weird. Like with so I. I had like this racket that I got when I like first started playing. It was like a fifty dollar Wilson special or whatever at Sport Track, mm-hmm. right? And I got really good with that racket. And then years later, I wanted to get back into it. I had a bunch of money. I was like, I'm gonna I'm gonna buy like a three hundred dollar Babolat racket, right? So I bought that one. And I'm ass with it. Like I just cannot figure out <laughs> and it's just like it's like so when I go and play with like people or whatever, just like even bouncing the ball around, like uh what do they call that? Lol lol Lobbying? No Volley, idea. Volleying. Um, you know, like ping pong, right? Volley. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's like, I can't, I, I take the racket out and people are like, oh, wow, that's a nice racket. I'm like, yeah, it is. And then, and then I was like, two minutes, 10 minutes in, I, I switched to like my shitty $50 one. And I'm just like, wait, I'm just like, this kind of like, fuck, I want to get better at this racket. Like, I don't know, maybe I bought one that's too long or something, but I don't know. It's kind of hilarious because um, I, I do quite like racket sports. Um, it's, uh, I love badminton and I, yeah. and I like, ping pong <laughs> yeah that really counts but um but One yeah i've never actually like i like i've never really played tennis before so it's fun because it's i'm pretty like independent and it's like like I always liked that one because it was it was one where i could just go to a court for seven hours alone and just get better at it right like i can mm. do that i'd like to play with other people but sometimes you don't need somebody else right right it's like same with golf too it's like i can just go and do that but when i moved to Kelowna, it's like every court is just busy as fuck and so it's just like oh man like what you know i don't i'm not just gonna like like i suck i'm not just gonna ask this dude who's like playing tennis to be like hey man can i jump in for a game and, and just get yeah you know, right. like, oh man that's kind of so it kind of i don't know like the, the population kind of burns the shit out of that kind of stuff mm-hmm. um, right i guess that's why like squash be cool because you book a thing and you just be like fuck off this is mine you know mm-hmm. whereas like the open courses courts here it's just like can't really do that i guess maybe if you join a tennis club you or I guess you just do lessons and get better at it. Yeah. Well, yeah, I don't know. Maybe that's something I should do. I don't know. There's too many hobbies I got. Like, you know, I like. Uh, yeah, I know. <laughs> I struggle with that too. It would be like, fun what actually, do I want to actually yeah. get really good at? <laughs> it, it would be kind of cool, like, if there was not like a, like, if I, if there's a group of friends that I was with and it was just kind of like we had like our own P thing, which is like, hey, Mondays we're just going to play basketball, Tuesdays we play tennis, Wednesdays, I don't know. Wednesdays suck. We don't do anything. And Thursdays, you know, it's just like, <laughs> I don't know. It'd be kind yeah, of cool, yeah. like just have like an hour just to random stuff. And yeah, that would be have nice. Have a beer after, like you know, I think. Mm-hmm. I don't know if there's any groups that. Already. I don't. Know. Yeah, probably. I feel like that's a like a good thing to do. Yeah. <laughs> Get out there. And be nice. Like do that, and I don't know. I would like to do it mostly just to meet people. I just feel like whenever mm-hmm. I go to those things, people are just so weird. <laughs> like, ah. Oh. <laughs> I don't. Know. 
Yeah. That's the thing. It's like, I need to stop being so judgy about people. I don't even, you know, it's just like, I get there. I'm just like, these people suck. <laughs> yeah. I definitely have this. Yeah. I definitely get the same thing. You, you really have to like, you have to meet people a few times before you actually start to really get to know them. Yeah. And you, and you have to be like really open. You can't go in and be like, this yeah. person sucks. You realize everyone's, every, yeah. And that everybody's a little bit awkward when you first yeah. are like meeting people. Yeah. No, for sure. No. Yeah. Anyway, sure. we should probably wrap this up. Yeah, I, I gotta I go. have to get to work. Cool. Yeah. Um. Thanks for the chat, and that's all on this episode of the, the Jude, Jude and Tyler, Tyler Pod, podcast. Podcast. Ty cast. Cast pod.